I did add notes this week, although it was just at the last minute, but it did happen. So improvements are happening. You did. Yeah. I see that. You were the camel that I was seeing in there. <laughs> yep. Sounds, that's sounds... me. Just a little camel on this uh, hump day. Audrey, the camel. Wait, well, it said anonymous camel. And now Andy is, and I can't tell you because, okay. I'm He's not in. in. You're oh, in, now I am. You're an anonymous crow. Andy, I'm digging the bird shirt. Is that a bird shirt? No, it's flowers. Oh, man. I thought it was a bird shirt. I know. Me too. Welcome back to the Raise and Mike podcast, the Hamilton Revisit podcast. Um, and we're so glad to have you here. My name is Josh, and I have with me Andy and Audrey. Hey, guys. Hello. And uh, we're all like mic'd up with good mics tonight. Uh, three for three. It's we glorious. Did it. We made it happen. We're like a for real podcast. Um, we we're so old. excited we're so excited that we just spent like the last 28 minutes like talking just about nothing <laughs> yeah. at all yeah i have a lot to cut out to find like a funny starter clip um there's many things to cut out of that audio but it's fine that's good we, we're having a blast and we're excited to talk about hamilton again with you guys um a couple of housekeeping things on the front end um because there's a tag at the end but i don't know if you i don't know if everybody stays and listens to it so if you don't um, we do, we would like you to do all the podcasty things, but we have new things to tell you. One of those would be if you ever want to like email us and tell us your thoughts on the song that's coming up or th thoughts on an episode, we have an email you can send to, uh, raise a mic with MIC, raise a mic, just like the title at gmail.com. Uh, if you're on anchor, you can actually leave us a voice memo. And I really want somebody to do that like really bad. Cause I want to play a voice memo, like a real radio show. Um, <laughs> with real listeners who really want to know more things look, we have real listeners i know there are there are an amount of you i can see <laughs> i see our analytics i know who's watching um you I do know, exist yeah there are people in germany that are listening um, hey so what's up germany um our our user demographics have changed over the past week it's been a wild ride but there are people that listen so email us man or talk to us on anchor we would love it um, and then the final thing would be, if you're on Facebook, we actually have a Facebook page now. So it's look, uh, look up Raise a Mic on Facebook and you can like us and you'll get currently news that episodes go live, but maybe other things in the future. Um, and also you can just, we would love if you to come out, hang and talk about Hamilton and, you know, share memes and make us giggle. We would enjoy that. Um, so look us up on Facebook. All right. That's it. That's all the, that's all that stuff. Um, that's the introduction corner that is that's introduction corner <laughs> um yes so i had an idea for our first piece of merch it needs to happen um i want to do a three-cornered tinfoil hat uh for conspiracy <laughs> corner that's what i want um so that will fly gra <laughs> graphic artists out there hit us up tinfoil <laughs> hats are the pop sockets of the future well, no, I don't, I don't, it's a little backup. I don't want an actual hat. Oh, <laughs> sorry. 
I just meant we could put like that on a shirt. I don't mean like let's make an actual. That's why my I was like have sure. Print out a sheet of paper with like the folds, like an origami thing. Yeah, I can see how that would sound <laughs> dumber than what I was. Anyway, all right. Well, I'd actually take both. If you want to, someone on Etsy, hit us up. Make a three-pointed tinfoil hat. I'll wear it. Yeah, somebody with a 3D printer, like, have that. fun <laughs> that would be making heavy. our first Hamilton Raise a Mic, the Ham- excuse me, Raise a Mic, the Hamilton Revisit podcast yeah, merchandise. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, okay, so tonight um, we are talking about, well, tonight for us, whenever for you, because the magic of the internet will let you listen to this anytime, hey. um, is the story of tonight. That's what we're talking about. Tonight, we're talking about the story of tonight. And um, I think, is it my turn to talk? Is it my, is it, I think it is. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's not long. Um, we are in a bar, presumably maybe the same bar, except for, I don't think so because it looks, it looks nothing like it. So maybe it's a totally different place or maybe they're just drinking in the streets. Um, but our, our gang of boys uh, are hanging out and they are drinking and they are singing about the weight of what they are probably about to do. And it's a cool moment. It's very short, um, but I do not think that means we have anything less to say about it probably Mm. um, because Aaron Burser is really short too. And we talked about that for an hour. So Mm. here we we are. Um, That's it, right? It's that everybody, it's Hamilton, Lafayette, John Lawrence, um, and then Hercules Mulligan is who's in it Mm. along with the company towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it, right? Yeah. That's it. We're ready. Dope. Okay. Andy, thoughts? So this song is probably the first one that I've seen that hits different between the cast album and the Disney Plus rewatch. Uh, I noticed that when we were getting ready for tonight that just the performances on the soundtrack felt a little bit more like studio Mm. um, as opposed to we're in a play. In the mm. they in this cast album, they kind of leave, they leave out the OOOs and like kind of that transition from yeah. the end of my shot to the beginning of the story of tonight. Um, the track opens with just Lin Manuel singing, "I may not live to see the glory," and just starts. It doesn't allow a lot of breathing time. Whereas the Disney Plus version ends up kind of letting you breathe from that epic heightness of my shot to go into it and it didn't feel as harsh of a transition Mm. and so Mm -hmm. i felt like i felt like that was the first time where the two did not sync up equally um for me this song kind of felt like the breath that i've been talking about the last couple weeks it's kind Mm -hmm. of like Okay, we've we've hyped up Hamilton. We know we know his intent. We know we've met all of his buddies. We've we know their intent, and now we're all going to decide. Now we're all going to have this dream together, and we're going to walk forward hand in hand. As a result, it kind of it it just feels it feels different, um, and and it feels kind of like a return to what Broadway musicals sound like to the masses Mm. Um, the first three have been like oh this is different 
this is something that I've that we haven't seen very often on Broadway. Now we're back to something a little more familiar. It felt like a standard um, and kind of like, you know, I think I have that hater in my head. Uh, the people who don't like my shot and Aaron Burr and the rap, the rapping parts of the musical. And this this song feels like you coming like them coming back and being hold your hand like wait a second before you leave how about this so did you just imagine like some disgruntled person like ah oh, finally a song that i can get into yes <laughs> yes yes this is something that that sounds like something i have heard before this is yeah. real singing <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I, exactly yeah i don't disagree with you and in fact when i get to my to my bit i think that's 100 percent purposeful i don't know that it's necessarily the hand holding you're talking about but it it feels like that because they they well he wanted it to feel like that for sure yeah and and so this is this is the song that if it's the first time you kind of see their naivety in the revolution hmm. they're they're just smart enough to know what they need to do but they're not smart enough to know how difficult it will be like I think I think that that's a that's a testament to a lot of like movers and shakers in history. And a lot of people who innovate, they innovate because they're not, they're, they're not smart enough to know better. And mm -hmm. so they just use their, they use their, um, their youngness and their inexperience as, as something in their favor. Um, and so this song feels like that. It feels like, you know, tomorrow, tomorrow, it's going to be awesome. Tomorrow's there's going to be more of us, but tonight we're going to raise a glass to freedom. If you had mm -hmm. said tomorrow one more time, I was I was getting some Annie vibes over there a little bit. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for splitting them up. You're I welcome. I couldn't handle three tomorrows back to back. That wouldn't that wouldn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, and then I as I was doing research, I I it, it kind of I realized I found a tweet a tweet about from Lin Manuel that he said the melody of this song was taken from something that he wrote when he was 16, mm -hmm. and as soon as I read that, I was just like, man, that is, that's so accurate. This song has no sarcasm. It's not cynical. Yeah. It is a hundred percent earnest, mm -hmm. and it feels like something a teenager wrote. Can mm -hmm. I add, can I add to that? Absolutely. So in the book. Um, that he wrote where he annotates all these songs he talks mm -hmm. about that so yeah he wrote the melody of this song when he was 16 apparently he had a doo-wop group with four other friends of course and, he did and he had written a song called i've got a bridge to sell you um and that becomes this song so he said when it came time to write this number for the show that melody did everything i wanted this scene to do it conveyed a yearning and an innocence i felt in finding a group of friends to sing with me Man, I find real. I, 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 yeah, that's amazing. I sound yeah, really smart because I didn't even know that. No, <laughs> I, just, I know that as you were saying it, like I was smiling because I'm looking at his note right here and I'm like, he, not only does it feel that, like he wanted it to feel that way. And, yeah. like, and I love the connection of, um, there's so much of Hamilton, the character that I think that, that becomes autobiographical of, of Lynn. And yeah. this like innocence of finding this group of friends, which he just talked about in the previous song is so it's like, it's really pretty to me. Like that he, he finds this group of friends and then they get to sing this song together. Um, and it's, it's a, it's, it's pretty, even though it's something he wrote, you know, when he was 16, Yeah, um, just a testament to what you can do like musically, if you're really, you know, really talented and he, you know, something he wrote with 16 is still, you know, 
viable today. Uh, and still at, throughout this show, the, these motifs get used again. Um, and it's powerful every time because of this moment. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the, there's not, there's not really a lot to go on lyrically. Like it's just very much a feeling song for me because it is mm-hmm. so short. Um, but I did, I did enjoy the difference between the tomorrow there'll be more of us. Like the first time they sing it, it's sung in unison mm-hmm. where they're kind of all have the same. It feels like they all have all the same idea. Mm-hmm. then the, the second time and the continuing times that they sing it it's sung in parts like they're saying okay we've all got the same idea now we're going to add it and attack it in our different strengths and i like mm-hmm. the sh- i like the showing of what of what that represents mm-hmm. um the other the other thing that it took me four or five listens to to catch the humor in this um but when he says let's have it they 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 all sing let's have another round tonight mm-hmm. and they're singing it in a round it kind of took me it kind of took me for a second i was like okay let's have another round tonight let's have an oh i see what you're doing I, yeah that i didn't get that but i i see it now like I get yeah that's funny. it kind of made me chuckle um and then and then and then the last the last thing i have is that opening line like i may not live to see our glory kind of touches back on his his not fixation on death but his realization that death because death has been so prominent in his life that he knows that it's there, that Mm -hmm. he may not Mm -hmm. live to see that glory. And then it kind of reminded me of, this might be a stretch, but it reminds me of that last sermon that Martin Luther King Jr. preached. The one, Mm -hmm. the mountaintop one that he preached in Memphis, I think Mm -hmm. it was the night before he died. Yeah, Um, I think so. And so the, the end of that, of that sermon, um, he, he writes this, uh, he says, like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place, but I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain and I've looked over and I've seen the promised land. Mm-hmm. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. So good. And I, there's, I know I'm getting chills and <laughs> I can't say it half is or even a tenth as good as he can right um but it just has that same feel Mm -hmm. um and i Mm -hmm. and i and i like that and and it's every time now that i listen i think of that that excerpt of that sermon Mm. yeah i think it's interesting too that that you're saying most of them it's like their naivete but right at the beginning hamilton has an understanding that he may or may not live through this, right? So he kind of seems like the only one at this point that has a real understanding of like, no guys, we're, we're mortal. We are human mm. beings and war equals like England's not going to be like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. You go ahead. Like go <laughs> forth. You have that land. Yeah. You know what? You're right. You should govern yourselves. Like <laughs> right. that's not going to happen. So that understanding, like this literally means war and what happens in war? People die. Like that's mm. a very real part of what they are stepping into. So he kind of seems like he knows that right at the beginning. And then we see him kind of like get swept up in the, the emotion of what the other guys are feeling too. Yeah. Well, even, even what's funny is that the, the song, the first, first part of the song is just those three men repeating what Hamilton says. Yes. The seriousness behind what, what, what Hamilton says 
is is repeated by them but they may not understand it completely and so once lauren starts thinking for his own like it's just kind of it reminds me of like pop songs like tonight tonight we're young like we're gonna live mm-hmm. we're gonna live while you're while we're young like raise a glass to freedom something that can never take away it's just kind of mm-hmm. surf not surface level but surface level it's, it doesn't have the depth that what of what alexander is saying yeah i think you know, I'm noticing something about the first couple of lines there. You're right. Every time Hamilton says something, they answer it right. But I, I kind of do like his, almost his change in demeanor, even his first three lines. So the first line is, I may not live to see our glory. He's very, in my mind, he's very grounded on like, we might die because of this. Mm-hmm. Like this, this might be the end of who we are and we will not be here to see where we're going or where we're going to get. Like, I will not, I may not leave to see our glory, but I will gladly join the fight. And then when they answer with that, but I will gladly join the fight. And then he answers back with, and when our children tell our story, it's almost like he's resigned now. Like, oh, we might actually win this and we're going to have kids and they're going to carry on this legacy. So I almost see that because legacy is such a theme throughout the show. I almost see like Mm. him falling into that space, even just now, because he's realizing like, oh, I have these guys with me. Like I would gladly die for this in and of myself, but these guys are with me and maybe, maybe just maybe we might make it through this. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we do, then people are going to tell the story of what's happening in this moment. Mm. Um, and it's almost like a three lines of him realizing like, Oh, this could be way, way bigger. And we might actually pull this thing off. I don't know if I'm reading too much into that, but that's what it feels like to me. Yeah, I think Lynn's very intentional with the way, like with what he's writing. So I don't think that's off base to notice that difference in what he says to begin with. And then like literally talking about death, like I may not live. And then talking about your children and that legacy is like, those are opposite ideas, like for opposite concepts of what your personal life is going to be, right? Mm-hmm. not necessarily that other people's children won't experience it, but that he's using like, no, we like that, like it's us. We're the people that our children are going to talk about this moment in time. So, yeah. yeah. And in the script, there's a, there's like three dots at the end of, and when our children tell our story. So it's almost like that it's meant to sort of trail off into this kind of like, cause everything else is like an exclamation point until that point. It's when it's a dot, dot, dot. There's a, I don't know, a sense of longing and hope there. I think that it's supposed to be communicated. Yeah, dreaming maybe. Yeah, I definitely, I, I agree. I agree. Um, okay, Andy, good thoughts, man. Thank you. That that quote is really good. And now I'm not going to be able to not think of that. Um, Audrey, how about you go next? Yeah. So I noticed several things right at the beginning as far as the staging goes. So the woes that happen in the interim between my shot and they're still on stage. So there's this transition happening. And from a technical perspective, yes, we're getting the entire company off stage. Mm -hmm. And so we have this moment of just the four men who are there. And then at some point, right. um, We have Burr like creeping in in the background and, but it's just the four of them really for most of this. So but those woes are really interesting that it kind of gives another moment of seeing this message and this idea start to pass out 
through the world because you see these moments that we don't really know what they mean. Like there's a moment where the two guys like grab arms for just a moment, like downstage of them. I don't know if you noticed that, but it's like they grab arms for like a few counts and then they like separate from each other. Hmm. So, and then there's all these like interactions between the ensemble members as they cross each other. They're not just going to move something there's interactions happening it's almost like this shoulder movement is happening and they're like passing this idea they're passing this energy to each other which kind of to me is we see this evening of celebration and ideas and brainstorming and all this stuff has happened with my shot and it's like this freaking storm that's happening mm -hmm. and that's that other layer of you know this storm that kind of comes through this whole musical and then it's the calm after the storm right of mm. had all these amazing ideas and we're like brainstorming and like jumping on each other and I think I mean I hope other people have had this kind of experience in life when you're like but we could do this and this and this and you like get like super ramped up with your friends like about some project you want to do or some right. podcast that you want to create talking about Hamilton song by song, <laughs> something similar to that. And so, but then there's this moment of like, okay, so now how do we do it? Right. So there's this mm -hmm. like flurry of ideas and like, you have to have that launch, which is what we got with my shot and then sharing the message out. And then we have this moment where it's like, okay, but this is the core group right here. These four people, yes, we need everybody else to get on board with us, but this is our unit. This is mm -hmm. our inner circle. This is the crew that's going to be actually the difference makers. So I love that we see the storms sort of start to grow and then that it comes back down to this small group, which is so beautiful in that idea of Lynn seeing that reflected from his own life of having these three other friends. And it's obviously not accidental that it's like the four of them on stage like mirroring what's going on what happened in his own life and I, I love that we get to see the four of them and then we see some of the dynamics start to become clear between these four men because they've been a little bit different but we start to see a little bit more differentiation and then a coming together so we see that um uh that Lafayette is just being silly right at the beginning mm -hmm. he's like yeah 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 another round another round like let's let's do it let's have and another round tonight yeah yeah like kind of being silly about it and so in that moment we're like they're still on that high mm -hmm. of this excitement and this storm these brainstormings that have been happening and then lynn starts to sing hamilton starts to sing and they all repeat after him. And that's so clearly like, this is our leader. Mm -hmm. Whatever he says, we repeat, we're going to do what this guy says. And then you see Lauren's like, oh, he's going to bring it home to like what this actually is, y'all. Mm. Like raise a glass to freedom, something they can never take away. And that moment because he steps away from the group right like mm -hmm. they're kind of hanging out with each other and he steps away from the group and it, i get chills when it happens because he's like yes this is fun and also this is what is at stake right the mm. freedom of these people of us of this country and eventually other countries that Obviously he had, like we have vested interest in later. So mm -hmm. it's, 
it's seeing this like separation and saying like, y'all, like this is serious. This is about freedom. This is not a schoolboy idea. This is not going to be something fun, a little project for us to do. This has weight and it has meaning. And then there's this other moment with Hamilton when he steps out to and starts to like, he's with this group and he sort of like steps out of the group and creates a little bit more of isolation. And so you see him being like, yeah, I want to be part of the group. And then he steps out again in this other moment. And then they come around him, right? Mm. They like draw him back in. They're like, no, raise a glass to the four of us. Like you're not alone on this journey. It's going to be all four of us. We're all committed to it, which kind of speaks to Hamilton's like lone wolf syndrome, right? (laughs) He's, he's had to be his own like protection for Mm. so long. And so it's like getting used to like, Oh, like for real, y'all aren't going anywhere you're going to be like part of this no matter what. Right. So I really, I just love to see that like, no, we're, we're bringing you back in. We're building this camaraderie. And I think you see some of the relationship that we were talking about with Hamilton and Lawrence built into this song. Mm-hmm. And it's such a fun, like meta moment too, because you know, Anthony Ramos is basically like a, an up and coming Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like he's like literally playing the role that Lin wrote for himself in, right. the, in the Heights movie. Yes. And like he plays his son too. So it's, but you see this even between the actors in the Disney plus version, you see this like support and love for each other mm. that translates to the characters and also you see how much trust and understanding there is between those two actors and honestly you see it between all four of them like those four guys are like on the mountain together right they're like you go i go whatever whatever we're doing and you can't really get that as well in the show if that doesn't also exist in the company so Mm. I don't really know much about their friendships. I just know that I can infer like from what I'm seeing as an actor, I'm like, Oh, you guys really like each other. Like there's, there's (laughs) only a certain amount that like, you can't, you can't like fake that that much. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. yeah. Their, Their relationship, all every, I think everyone's relationship, but especially these four guys feel like that old hoodie that you have like you it's seen some <laughs> stuff it's got some stains on it but you you yeah. remember where every stain happened it might have a little bit of holes but it's just feel that like you can just feel how comfortable and how lived in this mm-hmm. cast is because they've seen some stuff together well i mean the thing was workshopped like crazy right which is i mean like they've been some of these guys have been playing these parts for a really long time a lot of it I mean, there's parts like parts of Guns and Ships were written specifically because of David. So like, absolutely, there's there's a connection there because they've been doing it for so long. Um, like we were, we were talking, we have a like a Facebook group chat between the three of us, and we I I just randomly drop Hamilton factoids, and we talk about being excited about filming and all that stuff. But um, we were talking about the amount of money that's gone through this show, um, and so we were just talking about some stats. And we can do that a different day. But one thing that I thought was really interesting is that all of the original cast, all of the original ensemble, everybody still gets paid today, mm-hmm. um, which is crazy. But it's beca- a lot of it is because 
those people in the beginning really wrote this show um, in a big way. It is what it is because of that camaraderie. So, and then like they've known each other for so long and, and out of this, right. Because you had freestyle love Supreme and things like that, where they were already working together um, that it becomes this collaborative thing. And they are, they almost are these people in that they are these, this group of friends that's really building something I mean, that's going to leave a legacy in a real way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the show itself and then what they're doing on stage. And I think that, I think you're not, I mean, you're not at all wrong to see those things. It's just cool to me that you could see those things like as an actor, um, even without knowing some of the behind the, the scenes stuff. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And something that's, that is, I want to commend that whole process for Hamilton doing that because any original cast that workshops for a long time deserves to have creative credit Mm -hmm. because there are things, there are like jokes that happen, moments that are created that that's your intellectual property, right? Like that's literally only because you are the person inhabiting that role and anybody else that would be in that role Maybe they would have something different, something also really cool, but they wouldn't have that exact same impulse. Mm-hmm. So that that is something that I think Lin-Manuel does really well across his productions is honoring the people that have created these roles and doing his very best to maintain those cast members. Of course, there are going to be times that things have to change. That's just the way that it is, Mm. but it is, it is so powerful and you see how much a production grows when the trust in the company is so deep. That it's mm. like, oh, yeah, I already knew. I, I was part of a, a cast of six people, and we worked together on, I think, 15 plays together over 15 months. Wow. And the, the amount of like, oh, yeah, I see. I do, you don't have to say what it is that you're going to do. You can just be like, hey, I'm going to try, and I already know where you're going, right? Like I already like, Oh yeah, I get it. We don't have to say words. So it's really cool that we get to see that. And and that's pretty rare, honestly, for Broadway productions, because a lot of times things get workshopped with certain people and then they get replaced for bigger names. So Mm. that's something that is very common in the Broadway world. Um, And it's super sad as a theater maker and a creator that like, man, I, that I made that role, I created it, and now I just have to like hand it over to somebody right. else to make the debut. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome, and I hadn't really thought of that because one of the things I did uh, like a while ago, it was super depressing, but it was really fun to do. Was I watched a bunch of different um, Elizas do the end of the show? Like it's a YouTube video, and it's like seven different Elizas, mm-hmm. and there is so much that they do differently, but there also is so much that is really similar. And now that as you're speaking, I'm like thinking of like, well, how much of that was like what Philippa Sue brought that everyone else had to kind of jump on board mm-hmm. and be like, okay, now we have to do some version of that thing that she was doing mm-hmm. um, while still trying to be unique. But that's something I never really thought of, but that was cool. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. What else? Is that it? You got some more? I think no. that's it. I think for me, I've been singing this <laughs> like song and my fiance Will was like, yeah, that's really in your head again this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, 
I, so I think for me, like I love, I love the first few opening numbers of this, but this is the first one that's like a real earworm for me because mm. I'm like, raise a glass to freedom. I'm like, mm-hmm. like I'm like grooving on it. And right. he's like, yep, there it is again. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that's I think funny. that says something about my enjoyment of this song in general. I'm excited to know what you're going to write this now. Um, we'll, we'll get there in a minute. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So for me, um, I get, so for my first thought is I get like serious Les Mis vibes with this song um, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I first heard it, I was like, oh, so this is, um, what is it? ABC Cafe and like, is it black and red or red and black? Is that the? Red. Um, yeah. Lord of angry men. yeah, which I will say this, um, if I had to pick between the two, the Les Mis song is better. Um, they're, but I feel yes. like they're, do, they're doing a similar thing. And I thought that already. And then I heard, I heard Lynn say, like, one of the things Les Mis, that he said, I think, it, I think he, he might have said it was one of the first shows he saw, but he was really young when he saw it. Um, I think he said six or seven. And one of the things it does really, really well is um, compiling a bunch of different motifs together um, and making this really cohesive thing. And he said he wanted to do that with Hamilton. And so this story of tonight is kind of one of those songs um, that gives you those same feels. I mean, part of it, look, they're both musicals about revolution. These are the guys that are going to start, like, you know, be a big part of the revolution. So you kind of can't avoid the similarities. Mm -hmm. Um, But it does feel like that to me. And I think that speaks to what Andy said about it feeling more typical Broadway-ish which I don't think is a bad thing, but that's why I mean, it gives me those vibes. Um, something that I did not know until today, and shout out to um, the YouTuber Howard Ho, um, because we're going to steal a lot of your research like throughout the course of this show. Um, we'll put you in the show notes. Thanks. Yeah, um, but it really, seriously, go watch, like guys that are listening, girls that are listening, go watch the videos because they really do. Maybe don't. Wait till the podcast is over. I'm just kidding. Go listen to them. Um, <laughs> But because we're that not gonna seem st- really, really smart. <laughs> we're not going to steal all of it. But no, I'm definitely not this smart because um, his thing was he talks about he has this series, mini series in the bigger series called Why Hamilton Makes You Cry. Um, and I sent it in our group chat today. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch it, but um, it's long. It's like 18 minutes long. But um, the the crux of this is there is a descending baseline in this song um, that is very common in any song that is supposed to make you cry. Hmm. Um, And so he talks about how there is a hope that is happening in that song of where they're going, but the descending bass is playing against that in our emotions and making us kind of scared for what's to come and bringing sort of this pain into our life, into the song. Um, And basically like going back, like really, really far through classical music, any descending bass line will do that apparently. Hmm. Um, and so he, in that video, he does a really good job of like, here it is in this song and here it is in this song and here it is in Hamilton. Um, and here it is in this other song. Um, and it's really good. You should definitely go watch it. And huge, again, huge shout out to him because, um, I've learned so much about music watching, uh, his videos and music specifically as it comes to Hamilton. Cool. But that is, that is part of why that song is like that. Um, there's another motif alert here, story of tonight. This is going to come back. Um, in a couple of different places, and one that I didn't even know was a thing until, again, watched Howard Ho's videos. Um, but that'll take a couple episodes to get to. 
At least you're giving him credit instead of saying, I'm, oh, I'm, this is all my idea. No, no. Josh doesn't know enough about music to be able to do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing that I really liked um, that I just, it was the new thing that I wrote as we were watching it um, on Disney Plus is the line, um, raise a glass to freedom, something they can never take away, uh, no matter what they tell you, um, reminded me for the first time of, the towards the end of Braveheart um when he screams you can take our lives but you can never take our freedom um which is almost I thought like, that in this house we do voices so um yes we don't do scottish accents is what mm. we don't do I see I see so there's um, a limit there's, there's a limit okay I said we do the hamilton voices I didn't say uh, uh, we do all the voices look <laughs> I don't I haven't I have to check our listener demographics I don't think we have anybody from scotland but if we did that will tear us up <laughs> they would not be here anymore and um and look my family is they're scottish but we don't have that anymore <laughs> um, years and years of being in Georgia have gotten rid of that for sure. Um, but my, but my name is Scottish though. Um, so there's that. Mm-hmm. I do own a kilt. Um, hey. <laughs> anyway, um, but that line, I had never connected, but that's, I mean, he basically says that. So I, I don't know in my head, that's, that's a Braveheart reference. It's probably not. There's probably another thing that came from, but in my mind it is. And then my last thought, um, is, I saw an interview with Leslie Odom Jr. where he said that he went and saw Hamilton when it was still being workshopped. Um, so he was not in it yet. And he saw the story of tonight and he said, that's the song that made him want to be in Hamilton. Hmm. And I hmm. thought that was so interesting because while I do appreciate the song, I think it's good and it does get stuck in your head. It kind of nestles itself in there. It's not my favorite song in all of the show. Um, I think I honestly like places where it comes back in better. Um, though I understand that I wouldn't like those as much if this didn't happen. I get that. Um, but for him to say, it's the reason I wanted to be in Hamilton was really wild to me. But then I kept listening to the interview and he basically said that for him, it was the first time that he had seen four men of color sing a song together about brotherhood um, and, and working together in unity. Wow. And that's the thing that made him, he goes, I have to be in the show. Like, I don't care mm-hmm. what I got to do. I have to be in the show. And that mm. for me was like, Oh, Holy crap. That's a whole another layer of what's so good about this song. What's so good about the show in general. Yeah. Um, but what's so good about this song is because that Andy, you, you almost jumped on it without even knowing it, but there's nothing like, like this is all hope and all excitement and all like love and yeah there's there's nothing really even scared like we this we're gonna do this we have this we can do this together and for him go ahead there's such heart to it like i think Mm -hmm. in in, i think in musicals you have like your we've talked about it where you have like your cutesy moments you have like your way your little things your songs that you show off somebody's voice you show off somebody's technical abilities Mm. and then like this is just it's like what i said earlier just it just strips away all of that and if you don't if you if you strip away all of that and you don't have heart at the center of what you're Mm. doing then it's just going to be hollow and it's going to be cold and it's going to be, it's not going to connect with people. And this, this is, I, I, this is certainly not the last example of that heart within this musical, but it's Mm-mm. definitely the first one. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, what I'm looking at the lyrics over here beside me and for Lawrence to be kind of the first one to step away, um, super foreshadowy about where this show is going. I mean, the next time the song comes up um, is, you know, pretty important to what's happening with his character, you know, not to, I mean, everybody that's listening to this has seen it, but you know, we'll talk about it later. Um, I think that's, it's just, there's a lot, there's a lot happening. And, and the more I'm talking about it, the more I'm like, okay, this is like, there's a lot happening here. Um, and a lot that's really good. The other thing, and I don't know if this is important, but I noticed it, Audrey, you mentioned something a couple of weeks ago about like everything, everything's choreographed, everything's there for a reason. They only bring out three chairs um, in this scene. So there's four people, but there's only three chairs on the stage. Um, and I, I just thought that was interesting. I don't know if that was, I mean, I figure it was purposeful because um, Hamilton doesn't sit down, but that chair doesn't get used a ton. The sec, one of the, three doesn't get used a ton hercules puts his foot in at one point just his like signature move like hey look at my pants um but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but other than that i mean like hamilton doesn't sit down because of course he wouldn't um mm-hmm. but then Lawrence gets up and he's about to so like i don't know i just i just like there's four people here and in this change where we did this huge elaborate dance so that we could put out three chairs on a stage um there are four guys and there are three chairs do with that what you will um, <laughs> Yeah, there's there's actually an improv exercise that you do when you basically have like three or one less chair than mm-hmm. your than our number of people that are participating in it. So basically it's a a passing of the motivation. Mm. So there's there's that energy sort of being passed. So someone always has the ball, right? So all four people that are on stage cannot be like sitting down or whatever. If you're doing an improv exercise, that means there has to be forward momentum. Right. Mm. And, and the goal is to get into the chair in, in one of these exercises. But anyway, it's, that's not obviously the goal that's happening here, but there is sort of a, a convention that you have in theater that like, well, something has to be happening in this moment, otherwise why have it, right? Mm. So those are the moments that the song is in the middle of the second act and you're like, I'm bored by this, why (laughs) is this happening? And it's basically, maybe it's filler for somebody to change clothes or for the entire ensemble to change clothes or it's that moment for that really amazing voice to have a song that really doesn't make any sense. So for me, it's like, there always has to be something happening, right? So you never Mm -hmm. want to sit, literally sit back and allow the story to stand still. Mm. So, so for what's happening in this moment is, although we are having a calm after the storm, there's still momentum, right? So there's still like things happening. There's never a moment when all four of them are like, all right, cool, let's chill. Like we, Mm. we figured it out. There still are things to figure out. There are still things to talk about. There's still ways to support each other that we haven't discovered yet. So Mm. I don't know that that's why there are only three chairs, but for me, it makes sense that you would never have the moment where all four of them have decided, well, great job. Like we can wash our hands of this moment because there still has to be something to propel into the next moment. Yeah. 
I like that. And I also like, even now that I know that, that not even all three of them get used, that at some right. point they're all back up again pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I think that speaks to what's happening here of like, we're not going to sit down and just, you know, and just sit by and make this, watch this thing happen. Like we're going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. You um, should have said, wait for it. <laughs> and the next time they sing this song, none of them are, are sitting at all. I mean, granted they're drunk at a wedding, but that's a whole other story. Um, but the story of, of a different night. It's a story of a different night. Um, one that Aaron Burr gets to be a part of because he's not in this song. Yeah. Um, though he does show up at the very end because he's going to the next song. But I do something I had never noticed in the choreography and it's probably just because he has to be, but I mean, they could have had him come out from somewhere else. I mean, he could have come out, you know, to the side of the stage, but he comes out dead center going into the next song. So as we see them leaving the stage from this song, Aaron Burr is like in the back, just kind of chilling. Um, I do like that mm-hmm. visual. I don't know that it, I mean, it probably was intentional, I guess, but um, it, it, it's something I had never noticed before how very quickly it, cause it goes to the next song really quick, but Aaron Burr is just in the back, like, like I said last last episode, it's just always like on the fringe of what's happening, um, mm-hmm. at least in, at least in this beginning part, right? Yeah, so, definitely. Yep, those are my thoughts. Um, I think I like it more than I thought I did. Um, so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna roll with that. But um, now we have to do this. We have to do the best line. So I guess we'll go in the order that we did. Andy, go. Uh, this one's the the hardest one that we've done so far mm-hmm. because mm. there's just so fewer line few lines sure um because they're repeated i think i what stands out to me especially after our conversation tonight um is the opening line that i may not live to see our glory but i will gladly join the fight mm. because it's kind of a transition from his last you might as well call it a monologue his last monologue of my shot where he's talking about death and he's talking about how how like that lesser people have failed and that 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 i i i i realize that this is the consequence of what might happen but i'm willing to do it anyway and so it kind of brings it it just brings the song it brings it it brings the bridge from the end of my shot to the beginning of the story of tonight Mm i dig it i dig it audrey i think the I think my favorite line has to be um, no matter what they tell you, right? Like that piece of it, uh, because Mm -hmm. it is they're they're all agreeing and all sort of pumping each other up and they're all on the same page. And that's the moment of, that's also the moment where uh, Hamilton steps out and then they come back and get him again. And that's sort of the reality creeping in, I think, because the four of them are all on the same page and they're all ham, like, let's go. And he's recognizing that there's going to be pushback, right? There's going to be people telling you, yes, I can, in fact, take away your freedoms. So that's sort of a a, a moment where we see them starting to learn to redefine freedom and to recognize it as something that they hold regardless of what their physical body is experiencing. Mm, And so I think that's, that's a moment where he's saying, you know, we, you really actually have to put this into your mind because the pervading idea, particularly for people in America at the time 
was that they didn't belong to themselves, mm. that absolutely they, they did not have freedom. And I think it's really cool that be, that we are seeing these four men of color who are saying this. So there's also another level of not just what's happening in historical terms, but also what has continued to happen for people of color in this country, that there has still been a message that you don't belong to yourself mm -hmm. or you can only be as free as the people who have the power decide you can be. And so that's another moment where I see you know, Hamilton, but really Lin-Manuel being like, that's, this is still happening, y'all. It's mm -hmm. still, it's still this moment. So I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like that too. Mm. Um, I, I want to give it to that whole like first thing that's just Lauren's. Like I want to give it to that. Cause I think it's, there's, like I said, now I think it's a Braveheart reference. So <laughs> no matter what you tell me, that's what, it, that's what it's going to be. <laughs> But no, I think I'm landing on um, the co the connection of raise a glass to the four of us. Tomorrow there'll be more of us. Um, not not totally just because of when this song does come back with Lauren's in in that big moment that isn't on the cast album. Um, that's that takes on such a deeper meaning because of that scene. But I just decide it's this connection to what we've been talking about of this idea growing and multiplying and spreading uh and they've gone from hey we might die to hey we're gonna have kids and they're gonna tell the story and then to it's not just gonna be us four mm -hmm. and so there's this almost instantaneous recognition of raise a glass to the four of us but tomorrow there'll be more of us and i just love i love it it's pretty um and it it gets you in your feels it does the job that it's supposed to do um for sure especially when they are in harmony, like when they're mm -hmm. harmonizing that line mm -hmm. just adds to that, the feels. Yeah. Absolutely. I will, I will say this. I didn't remember you talk about it feeling like a typical pop or Broadway song, but when I first saw Hamilton and I heard, heard it and I heard that song, I was like, wait, why do I know this song? Uh, and it's because we, the Kings did a version of it that I had heard on the radio <laughs> before I ever knew what Hamilton was. Oh, wow. So when I first heard Hamilton, I was like, wait a second. Why am I? I literally, it was this moment of, I was singing the song the first time I heard it on Hamilton. And I'm like, how I've never listened to <laughs> Hamilton. And it took me a while. And for me, it kind of pulled me out of it for a second. I talked to some friends too, did the same thing. They had heard the We the Kings version. Then they saw Hamilton, and they're like, "Wait a minute, did they steal this song from We the Kings?" No, they did not. Um, the other no. way around. Yeah. <laughs> the other way around, for um, sure. But that's, that's a band name I haven't heard in years. Yeah, <laughs> I've literally only heard that, so I don't, I don't know what to say other than that. And I should have said that on the front end after we before we got all the like feel good stuff. But <laughs> it, it just is, it is an interesting connection of like I remember vividly being in my car and being like, "Wait a minute." How am I singing this song that I've never heard in my life? Am I really that good? <laughs> right. <laughs> I somehow I've been able to figure out this song without hearing it. Uh, okay. Uh, so the next thing is um, we need to talk about. Uh, Our who, rates. Well. Oh, who won? Won. Um, yeah. Which I don't know if this, I, I have an answer to me. I don't know that it's like because of the, like, it just, it's to me. Like, I have an answer, but do you I have, have it? I have an answer. Okay. Um, I think it's Lauren's 
because he was the first one to have the courage of the three to step out and sing on his own, um, as opposed to just echoing what Hamilton said. Love it. Yeah, that's mine too. 100%. Lawrence, gotta be. Agreed. Yeah. And also, I mean, Lawrence, the character, Anthony Ramos is fantastic. Um, yes. So good. And yeah, no, I, I do. I'm, I'm, this, I'm so excited for In the Heights because of him. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really interested to see because I mean I, I just I love him so much. Mm-hmm. Also, him and his wife are adorable. They mm-hmm. are. Um, they are so fun. And what's cool is as we go through this show, I want you guys to pay attention to them. You guys and the folks listening, pay attention to them when they're in the backgrounds of scenes because they are the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Because um, mm-hmm. they'll they'll be in the background of scenes just talking and laughing, and you can tell like y'all are not acting. This is just you having fun. Um, it's a genuine enjoyment. They are adorable. They make me happy. Anyway, okay. So who won is Lawrence. I think we all agree. Now let's rate this song. Um, Andy, go. Oh, I was ready to give this like a super low score, and I think yeah. bet- well, our conversation that we talked about uh, over the last um, the last period of time. Um, I think I've got to give it. I think I think you have to give it and like a seven seven and a half basically Mm. straight from straight based off the feels like it's not like it's it feels familiar so you can't really give it a lot of points for originality certainly you can't give it a lot of points for originality from the lyrical content but all of the subtext that we've talked about all of the stuff that we've that we've mentioned before you've got to bump it um and it 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 keep this this musical has songs that consistently do its job and do its mm-hmm. job well so i've got to give it i think i'm going to give it a, a seven and a half all right i dig it audrey i think i'm gonna give this a an eight i think it's okay. a solid solid song there's a lot going on as far as setting up what is going to happen and i appreciate that it's not setting up in an expository way so that we're we're seeing it happen in real time rather than them telling us about it happening. So I really appreciate that. And I also appreciate that it's the first like singing, like in harmony, like mm-hmm. sort of uh, sort of smaller ensemble moment. So I love hearing their beautiful voices. It's so mm. nice. Sing yeah. to me. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I'm, I'm down with that. Um, I do find it funny that David talks about being the least comfortable in songs where he had to sing, um, especially because he's also singing in a French accent. Um, so, but that, that's how the, apparently they got him to like calm down about the singing parts was like to focus on his French accent more than anything. Um, so that's fun. Um, I'm going to give it a, oh gosh. I had like a number and then you guys have rated it so high and I feel like I would be mean. Um, it's not being mean. It's just a number. Okay. No, I know, but like, no, but I agree with the things that you have said and I feel like that needs to raise its rating. Um, so I'm going to give it, oh gosh, I'm, I mean, I, I'm going to give it an eight. I have to, I, I'm going to, <laughs> here's why. Um, like I want, I was going to give this grudgingly. I was going to, no, I was going to give it a six. I'm not even going to lie. That's what my number was um, originally. I was going to give it a six, but, um, we said it, it does the job that it set out to do. 
um, which is it puts you in your feels for, I mean, there's been stuff to do that in this show, but this is the first time that we've slowed down enough, I think, to actually realize it. You could have been in your feels during like the little monologue in my shot, but there's so much else happening. This is so sparse and you have to just sort of sit in that moment and realize the weight of what's going on. So it does that musically it's introducing some stuff that's going to come back later for huge payoffs. So that's really important. Um, it is our, like, like I said, it's our Les Mis moment for this, for the beginning of the show. So for all those reasons, I think I, I, I got to bump it back up. I'm going to give it an eight. Um, because I think it, I think it deserves it. Um, I do, I do, I do enjoy it. I think I, I, every time we do these things, I go out liking that song even more. So yeah, it's a for test, sure. A testament to what's happening. And even the collaborative, like us picking it apart together, I think does a lot to, to just increase like what I'm pulling out of the show because we're all bringing different things to it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to have to have a, a list of what I've rated everything else before. So I can have something to go on. Yeah. I'm going to have to do the same thing because I, <laughs> yeah. I do it. I do it. So in the moment that mm-hmm. I don't want it, I just don't want it to be like, like crazy and here's the cool thing when we get done we get all the way to the end we should probably go back through them all and like if we want to re-rate them we can once we have it as the whole um because the numbers may change as you get more it's almost like you put something here but then this other thing comes and it's so much better um not that every not that everything we haven't like hasn't been great so far because i mean we obviously really like this show because we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't um yeah it's a real like whatever for me just kind (laughs) of I'm just here. I'm just medium. Here. I'm just here because I need friends. <laughs> Wait, what? Just here, here to make new friends. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, that is that is our thoughts and stuff on story of tonight. If you have thoughts and stuff on this song or other songs, you can email us, raise a mic at gmail.com. Uh, reach out to us on Anchor. Do not forget to go subscribe and rate and review specifically those like those three do them but i would really like to see people putting some reviews out there we've got some ratings and that's super helpful i would love to see reviews that helps us know what you like what you don't like but Mm -hmm. then which i that that second line scares me just tell us the things that you like be nice we we love you um if you want if you got complaints (laughs) send them directly to us no i'm just kidding no be honest that's what we want we want honest ratings uh that interaction helps us move up through the ranks though I don't. I still don't think there's a podcast doing what we're doing. So, not one that's current. There, mm-hmm. there we go. Yeah, because we're we're like we're we're slow to it, right? It's fine. We've uh, we've let it we've let it sit and simmer and let those flavors get to know one another in the pot. And now we're here. Um, okay, so do all those things, and next week we'll be talking about the Skylar sisters. Right? Is that the next? Yeah. One? Work, I'm, work. I am so stinking excited. Me too. Sisters. Me Can't too. wait to hear some women sing. Uh, right. I'm right. Sure. Yeah. And not only that, they're all, they're all phenomenal. And that song is so good. There's so much good happening in that song. And I'm really excited about it. So like we'll, Lynn knew, like, thank you. Like you're going to have these women come out and they're going to freaking wail. Yes. Bring thank the you. house mm-hmm. down. There's mm-hmm. another, there's another story of like things being workshopped because of those women he would he would go into their dressing room and hear these women don't tell us save it for next week okay don't tell uh, us just kidding <laughs> <laughs> so in order to hear what josh was gonna say you gotta tune listen in. to next week's episode tune in next week <laughs> 
How Hit him with those- the tease, Audrey. <laughs> Hit him with the tease, Audrey. How are those podcasters <laughs> going to get out of that situation? Join us next week. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> anyway, we have a blast. We hope to see you next week. Um, and yeah, see you next time on the Raisin Mike podcast. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Raise a Mic podcast. If you're still here, we know you're a Hamill fan like us, and we want to invite you to become part of the show. You can send us your fun takes on the songs coming up by shooting us an email to raiseamike at gmail.com. If you're using the Anchor app, you can actually leave us a voice memo, and we may use that in the show. Like we said, go ahead and subscribe, review, and rate the podcast because it really does help us rise up those ranks. And make sure to share this podcast with all your Hamilton-loving friends. Until we see you again, we thank you for stopping by and listening to us rant about this musical that we all love so much. Till we meet again, raise a mic, everybody. <laughs>